May 28th, 2002, Arco Arena, Sacramento, California. 11.4 seconds remain on the clock. The Sacramento Kings trail the Los Angeles Lakers by one. Mike Bibby inbounds from the baseline. Chris Webber catches the inbounds pass, hands it back to a curling Bibby. Bibby elevates. This is game five of the 2002 Western Conference Finals. Let's fucking go. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Games with Names. Sorry, go, Julie. You go. You're Games excited. with Names. I'm excited. I'm, I'm pumped. This is my basketball era. This I is ours. This. this is presented by Win Bet. I'm Sam Morell. I'm Julian Edelman. We got Hasan Minaj here, a good friend of mine. Got his new Netflix special, The King's Jester. Watch that right now. Watch his other special, Homecoming King. Uh, we're talking Game 5, Western Conference Finals, 2002, Lakers, Kings. Rigged. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Game five was good. Game six, which we'll get into, fucking rigged. Yeah. Rigged. No, yep. no argument from me. I, yeah. I heard the whole podcast, the one that Imperioli uh, narrated. Yes. I mean, yes. it's it's, it's going to be, I, I can't wait to get Mike Bibby on this bad boy and ask him to think he thinks it's rigged. Yo, the depths, the depths of how depraved these people were. It, go, it goes deep, bro. <laughs> it goes deep. Well, yeah. it, it goes, it goes like. It's we'll, crazy. It's cr the FBI, the mob, like the whole thing. Well, because. It's wild. And the league. Because. And the league. Silver, right? It was silver. No, this no, was no, Stern. Stern. This is Stern, yeah. Stern, I mean, Stern, I guess the ratings dipped 23% yes. from 98 Till this point, because they had a huge new negotiation going for TV contracts. Right. The Lakers were sexy. No one wanted to see the, like, what was it, the Nets? Yeah. Versus non-major market teams. Non-major yeah, market yeah. teams. That's an, is that an acronym? acronym? No, nah, it was just, I mean, I would read so non many. Non-major market. Yeah. <laughs> Sacramento's a non-major market. A non-major market. I know it's it's sad, but it's your only team. That's our only yeah. team, and we yeah. almost lost them. So they were so, close. They, that, they were new too. They, they were new. So like Vegas. Was yeah. Well, they brothers? were gonna be. They were gonna be sold potentially, yeah. and they were gonna go to Seattle. That was one of the places. Or Vegas. Um, Bomber lost the bid. Steve Bomber, you know the crazy yeah, yeah. Woo, that guy. That yeah, Bomber yeah. ends up getting the Clippers. That bid doesn't work out, and and uh, Mayor Kevin Johnson, who got into some other shit, but. He did save Punches the team. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did save the team. So look, I, I got to give a little background why the Kings mean a lot to me. You know this. Tell me. This is how we became friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he could he could see you know comics. There, there, there's always a source of pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To like uh, get in basements and tell jokes, yeah. And so, so we have an affinity with one another, and it's always you got to figure out what's your source of pain. And 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 we started talking basketball because he had a Knicks shirt on, and I go, oh, I know your pain, and he goes, oh, really. <laughs> You a Laker fan? You like a Warriors fan? I go, nah, Kings. And he goes, oh, respect. Kings might be the only team who have it worse. And like, I feel like the Gimp in Pulp Fiction had a better life than the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad. tough existence. It's a, it's a rough, rough existence. And what's crazy is, is we're the team that never could. Because when I do say the Kings, people were like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you had that one Never. run. We were we're the we're like that dude that peaked in high school. We're like yeah. the oh I remember summer '98. Like we're and you that. only kind of peaked. Yeah, and we five foot seven, like, yeah. like twelve. Maybe yeah. had a mustache. Yeah. Then when but this team was finesse. This team was as a I was rooting for the Kings. Yeah. I mean, I thought they were like a cool team. Weber was smooth. Bibby like is almost like mid range yeah. with a three, but like it's similar to Dame, that smooth little J. Yeah. So there, so Lottie, yeah. I love Lottie. Lottie, Lottie Stoyakovich, yeah. Christie would come out there. I mean, I, I'll let me give you my background. Yeah. 
I was a Warriors fan, but this is when the Warriors were kind of dog shit, actually very big dog shit. Yeah. And then the sexy team comes into Sacramento. It was an expansion team. Yeah. Like around like what, 90, what was it? It 99? came in 85. It came in 85. 85 but actually. then they got like hot. Yeah. And then so all. 98 to 02, we were hot. Hot. So it starts with white chocolate. White chocolate. White chocolate. And, you know, Weber comes from the Bullets at the time, yes. the Washington Bullets, which became the Wizards. So people don't know the C Web. There was kind of this like reputation about him around the league. He's a he's a knucklehead. He, problem. Yeah, he's a problem. Yeah. Remember, and you and you know this. Being a Warriors fan, he was drafted by that '93 like that squad, yeah. right? So he comes in the penny, the penny, the penny trade, draft. Yeah. They swap. They get Weber. And famously, anyone who knows that famous Weber era, he's the one who went around the back and then just yacked it on Barkley during yeah. the fast break. Goes to the Bullets. They had a nice little squad with Juwan Howard. Remember, they go far against the Bulls in the yeah. 98 series. He then gets traded to us. And he famously goes, man, when I, when I find out I was going to the Kings, I started crying. <laughs> I go, this team plays in a barn. Literally. <laughs> Which was Arco Arena. Yeah. Cowboys. They play in a fucking barn. And now, by the way, that barn has an In-N-Out burger down the street. So how dare you disrespect that barn? But C-Web comes <laughs> over. And something people don't know about Kings fans, we are loyal. Yeah, so like, if you come, you're one of, you're one of our own. Like it's a, it's a family situation. So he comes, we, we start getting hot and we got the J will. And, and, and this is, this is before Steph starts jacking from four feet beyond the line. Yeah. yeah. J will was, was the guy white chocolate, the yeah. famous behind the back elbow. Yeah, elbows. He was, they all start he was box off. My dad yeah. used to read books about him and make me dribble down the street with my left hand tied to my right hand tied back because that's what J will's dad used yeah. to do and shit like that. Like, so I, did uh, you hoop? I mean, I tried to hoop. I played oh, like okay. AAU and stuff, but I wasn't a hooper. I was a football player trying to play hoop. Got it. I remember when football players would play basketball. You got y'all fucked us up because yeah. <laughs> because football physical. season was before, but like yeah. basketball season, and they just be like, "All right, loose ball drill." They roll the ball out. I'm like, "I'm not even gonna try." Loose ball drill. <laughs> These football players are gonna fuck me up. I'm 150 pounds wet <laughs> still. Like, I'm not. This dude's gonna get it. Um, but yeah, man, that that little era. And then I remember, and I got to tell Baby this when he comes on. I got to tell Mike this. When white chocolate got traded, we, we got sad. Bibby. I was a little sad. Yeah, man. We so, were all sad. So real talk. I got to own this. We were upset. We were like, why are you, 55. why are you oh, trading? He away? was a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. Why are you trading him away? Rightfully so. He, we needed control. We needed like someone to control the offense and we did need like real and the guy with a jump shot. Yeah. And J Jason, once you saw baby play, we were like, all right, that's why they did it. Jason yeah. Williams got a, a jump shot later in his career. Yeah. With the heat, he could kind of hit that three, but at this point he had no jumper. To yeah. Play. And it was kind of like, you know what it was? It was, and, and by the way, I love Jason and I met Jason. So we, and we, and we met at the um, all-star game. So shout out to Jay will, but it was one of those things where we needed to hit big shots down the stretch. And funny enough, the person we have coming on the pod, Holy shit, did that dude hit us some big shots. Multiple. Kings. Yeah, multiple. He was better in the playoffs than the regular season. Totally. He was one of those dudes. Totally. Totally. That mid-range jumper he had off screens or when he just pull up. Yeah. Was so sexy. And he was just a control. He could control the court. What bugs me too, let me just say this. I'm going to vent a little bit. What bothers me, Jules, is the Bay Area, y'all shit on Zach. So for, for a lot of people, California stops at the Bay. <laughs> Anything north of the five. Sacramento, Anyone that says they're from the Bay, Redding. that's from SAC, we're like, nah, you're yeah, from SAC. Yeah, they go, you're, you're from, from SAC, bro. Yeah, yeah. They're like the Staten Island of California. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. If there was a civil war, they'd be like, y'all are the north. It's like us, all the meth cities. So like Stockton, Lodi, Modesto, Redding, Sacramento, yeah. like rise up. It's us, right? Yeah. 
And then it's like the Bay with all the tech money and then, and then LA and then San Diego's is kind of forgotten. But San Diego's cool though. Great. Anyways, yeah. the Bay up would always kind of shit on us, but I gotta, I gotta say this right now. The Kings were actually the first warriors. We actually were the warriors 1.0. We had a, we had a A squad and a B squad. We could shoot. We had a fast pace, fast tempo offense. Remember, this is kind of during that Spurs, yeah. Detroit Pistons era. Yeah. Everybody's slowing the ball down, banging down low. We were running gun. Running gun was C-Web. Yeah. And Devox, the fact that he could shoot the ball and pass. And pass. Unreal. Same so, with Weber. That he, yeah. Both your bigs could shoot and pass. So that, that started being popular like 10 years later, 15 yeah. years later. But I feel like we were one of the first squads to kind of do that. And like we, Jokic we, owes a little to C-Web. A little bit. A little bit. For sure. And yeah. We, and can't lie, as a Bay person, like a lot of Bay people jumped on the sack. Hard. We all, a lot of us. Thank I, you. Yeah, dude. Uh, Thank you for saying this, bro. kind of shitty, dude. Oh, Thank this you. sexy team right now. They're kind of flashy, fun. They're fast. They're, they're winning games. Fuck the Lakers. Because we all hate the Lakers. I, I roast. You know, we all the, hate the Lakers. I know. Uh, that's that's unanimous. That's what unites both of us. That's what, that's the uniter. Hate respect. Because the Lakers are important. Yeah, you love fans. the Lakers. But you love the like the history and everything. But like, no. This was a hateable Laker team. NorCal, SoCal thing is like real, yeah. bro. It's yeah. like. In, it's like, a real thing, yeah. When it comes to like the the war. We, we, we welcome in all like the meth cities. Like, yo, you guys are kind of with, you roll the, with us. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You guys roll with us. And the sad part is, is here's how I know LA kind of won. It's not two-sided. Like no. they're like, they're not even thinking about us. No, they're like, fuck these guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. They've this won was, too much. This was a, t it's tough for finesse teams to win in the playoffs. The Lakers, they would bruise you because they had Shaq. Shaq. And Rick Fox and all these guys played such fierce defense. And then you had Peja who was, I guess, hurt, but Man, Fox did a good job at him in this series. And he had Doug Christie, who was, he was a great two-way player. Great and defender. I, you, needed, I, you need like a stopper kind of. So he was just a great, and then again, we had depth. We had Bobby Jackson. We had, he was great. you know, Pollard coming the off jet. the bench, Lawrence Funder. But we had all these guys. Was he the Jet? Was it, coming was, off the, no, it's was, Kenny the Jet. No, it wasn't. Jason Terry. J Jason, yeah, yeah, Jason, Jason Terry was yeah, the yeah, Jet. Yeah, yeah. Was, was he, he kind of played like, similarly a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, yeah. and so um, <laughs> if anyone, if anyone, did you ever get a chance to go to one of those games? I never got to go. Dude, it was rowdy. Yeah, that was the thing. Was Everyone had the so cowbells. Loud, and it was yeah. like, you had real home field or your real home court advantage there. It was loud as fuck. So if you remember watching those games, especially those Lakers Kings playoff series, you see Phil Jackson on the sidelines doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he literally could not. I mean, it, the cowbells were so loud. And it's a. Bro, it's a bad arena. Arco Arena is kind of a shitty arena. Yeah, but, but, but it's that it, was, it was shaking. It was that crazy. was Sacramento's like team. Yeah, that was it, a call you know? to the cowbell. Yeah, yeah. That was, and it was such opposite teams. Like you have D Doug Christie, who you're like, this dude is the only dude in the NBA who doesn't cheat on his wife. And then you've <laughs> yeah, got yeah. Rick Fox guarding on the, on the other end. You're yeah, like, yeah, this dude, this dude's definitely gonna on, sleep with your wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rick he, Fox has an energy, bro. Yeah. He is a he is a, I will fuck energy at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's good looking. He's a dude, and he got game where he's like, I'm the guy who fucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you to the assistant guy. coaches. I remember that scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Hallmark movies right now, just straight up. <laughs> he's the romantic lead he's in handsome. Hallmark movies. Yeah, bro. He's handsome and he's, guy. Actually, he's a good actor. He's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't but, agree with that, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I like this team. Well, what I, was your perception, man? So you're in New York, right? I'm we're, we're, we're the same age, and you're watching us, and we're finally, like, we're on NBC. Like, they're giving us national coverage. What do you, you're probably a sophomore, junior in high school like yeah. me. What do you, are you like, yo, this, this seems kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a 90s Knicks fan, and that's a team who, like, had all the pieces but couldn't get over the hump. And I looked at this team. The Knicks were more of a physical team. 
This is a finesse team. You want to see the finesse teams win. You yeah. want to see the seven seconds or less Suns win. You want to see Dallas win. Yeah. You want to see a team with shooting win. And it really wasn't until the Warriors till we really saw that. So I was totally, all kids want to see shooters win. Yeah. And, and the Lakers were the favorites. So you're rooting for the underdog. And Shaq, I love him, but I, I couldn't root for them to win. Was this, this was their third straight, right? Going three straight. This going was the three. third, yeah. I couldn't root for a team to three-peat. So it's, you, you root against greatness also, when you want the underdog. Also, I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, be real here. 2002 Shaq, that 2000 to 2002 Shaq, he was like a monster in Space Jam. <laughs> 100%. You know what I mean? Like, he was unstoppable. Yeah, everybody was kind of like, all right, we get it, bro. You're just like this huge fucking unstoppable because he force. gained a little little extra weight yeah. but he could still move the weight. yeah and yeah. especially that year they got all there was like takes that he was out of shape that's when the kobe beef started yeah started. But he was he this period i think sheer domination i think he's the most dominant player in our lifetime for during sure. these three years for sure i don't think i don't think lebron or kobe or anyone else reached those nah, i looked like a high school kid playing against third graders like literally like just Three dudes on him, and he's tagging them, hanging off of them. Those guys had longevity over him. You know, did you ever Duncan. play football? Who's the football equivalent of Shaq? Where you're like just Gronk, Gronk, Gronk. Wow, like Gronk. Like when you would run by Gronk, it sounds like a fucking Clydesdale. You'd hear like, "Fuck, man!" And like he would be giggling, laughing. Guys would be bouncing off him. <laughs> Who on defense? Ray Lewis. Mm, Ray, but Shaq. Ray, 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 yeah, Ray knocked me out a few times. He, wow. Like, he was, he was pretty insane on defense, but he was a different, it's different player, you know, because Shaq was more. Dude, there's just bodies. Yeah. There's so many photos between that era, the first three championships. It's him in the lane dunking, and then there's four bodies around yeah. him. The classic one in the Nets where yeah. he's got like four dudes. Yeah, yeah, just dudes are hanging off of him. And poor Lottie. Yeah, I you love know, Lottie yeah, D-Box, man. They, would, they, tried to, they tried to help him and stuff, but yeah. it, there was like times where like he, he would get dunked on and it was just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. They gave up a lot. Like yeah. once he had it, they're like, just fucking, yeah. it's not worth breaking your hand trying to block that. Well, the problem is, is also you needed two centers to guard him because you're going to take the full six for your main guy and you need a backup center to take another six. Yep. That was the hack-a-shack thing. That's why yeah. he was so dominant. He did. But he kinda, shot like 72% in this game too. So it's that, crazy. That, or this. The game series. six. Yeah. The game six, six. He shoots crazy from the line. It's, it's nuts. I make him when the counts. That's what he says, yeah. right? Yeah. Which I don't know if it's actually my theory true, is, but it now, sounds good. Now my theory is Laker fans, go back and watch the tape. The reason why he hit it from a high percentage was he crosses the fucking line every time he shoots the free throw. It's a lane violation. Wow. Every time. Right foot this in. This is riddled with conspiracy theories. Right foot game. in. Yeah. And then I, who's reffing? Donaghy. Oh, it's our boy. Donaghy. You know the dude. Mouth kissing Barkley. Hugging Reggie Miller. Oh, you think it's just a coincidence? Wow. Okay. How many? Wait, how many? This is like if QAnon was right. Yeah, That's what this is. This I is like, know. It's that, it goes I that know. deep. It goes that deep. This is basketball uh, pizza free game. Throws? The, the free throw like stat was insane too. I think it was like I think it was twenty-seven to nine or something yeah. like that. Yeah. In the fourth, twenty-seven free throws in the fourth quarter to the nine. All what do game. you say to then the Laker fans in this game? Bibby hits the game winner. What do you say to these fans? Where who say that it was clearly a moving screen on Weber who knocks Derek Fisher, a great defender, on his ass for Bibby to hit that shot. You can we can watch it three different angles. We can cue it up right. We got a MacBook right here. We can cue it up. 
Let's do this like the JFK tape. We can do right which, which angle do you want it from? He plants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bibby was. Fu- I mean, C Web was fucking jacked then. This yeah. is peak C Web. This is when he was dating Tyra Banks. Fucking yeah, Tyra. I forgot Banks. about Ooh, that. His, remember the Dada commercials? I mean, this is Damn. peak C Web. C Web was like he's a, a handsome guy. Handsome dude. He still yeah. looks great. By the way, shout out to C Web. He does aging yeah, like fine wine. Like fine wine. Black yeah. don't crack, baby. Yeah, man, he, he looks fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a clean screen. And then Bibby does what he does. He hits that amazing, what is it, probably 17 to 19 footer? Splash. Splash. He was That's a, how you know it's not luck. Yeah. He did it a few times in that game. Totally. I mean, totally. Did you so, hate this Lakers team with a passion? With a passion. And by the way, people don't know this. It's, it's going to sound um, blasphemous that I'm saying this now. Kobe wasn't even at his peak superpowers at this no, point. No, I don't think that's controversial. I mean, he was clearly the second guy. Yeah. He by, was by very a good. But yeah. he wasn't the guy that like, honestly, as a, as a kid, when I was watching, I, I wasn't like, he's going to be the nail in the coffin. We all knew Shaq was going to get your best players in foul trouble. And then you'd be rendered optionless. Foul trouble. And then, yeah, he would hmm. just kick. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Foul trouble. Foul trouble. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Refs. Who was the ref? Yeah, I think it's Donaghy. Oh, I, I never heard of that guy. Yeah. Who were the other guys in the NBA at this time that you were like, I got to watch? Because you, you, I know you're- Well, wait, sorry, sorry. It wasn't Donaghy and all of them. No. It was who Donaghy testified about, and it was Bavetta. Yeah, the, the He's, Paul, he Paul, was the mouth kiss on yeah, Barkley. Yeah, Bavetta was the mouth kiss okay. on Barkley. I want to make a correction. I knew Jack was yep. saving that for later. Thank you. So. Yeah, Dick Bavetta, uh, Bob you. Delaney was also particularly awful in this one. Yeah. Sorry about that. Thank you, Jack. Correction. Thank you. Off. Thank you for the fat check. Um, who are your other guys in the league at this time? Because this is 2002, I believe. Wait, Duncan I want to see what this list is of the of he, the he pulled out a list. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see what we have. Here. What, I got some. What list. did he write? What's what's written down there? So 2002, I didn't know this. Now I just remember this. The Kings are the best record in the West. Wow. So we actually weren't the uh, we we were the team. No, they had the one seed. They lost at home. Yeah, at game seven. Yeah. All right, Bibby hits the game five winner at Arco. Game six, the Kings are up 3-2. In the fourth quarter, the Lakers take 27 free throws. I mean, this is so awful. If, I, if you can go picture and picture on this, pull up the Scott Pollard pinky foul on Shaq. Shaq's going for a skyhook. Pollard, literally, his pinky hit. And I think Lottie pump. hit it first. I think it was almost tipped, wasn't it? It's was crazy. And they call the foul. So, so both Pollard and Vladi foul out of that game. And they got to go to Lawrence Funderburk. Damn. And they still somehow stay in the game. It's, it's a true fucking miracle. Funderburk is definitely the name as your third string. Center, I mean, though. yeah, it sounds. <laughs> Even you're like, fucking Funderburk. You're just annoyed. Yeah, and at that point, you're just like, good job, Lawrence. You're doing your best. Um, I'm going to ask Mike Bibby about his heart. I'm going to, I'm going to ask Mike about this when Mike gets on, there's this very famous inbound where, where Mike is checking Kobe, Kobe does the jab and goes around and then does the elbow elbows him in the head in to Bibby's head in front of the the ref looking in front of the ref. I remember that. And they call the foul on Bibby. Yeah. So for me, that was the point. I wasn't even, I, I could kind of believe the, the foul trouble, even though it was all bullshit. It was that moment where I was like, oh, okay. Because every angle was like, oh, he, he hit him. Sports media world. Oh, they bashed over. it. Yeah, yeah, so So Simmons, when he was writing for ESPN at the time. Yeah. Like, ESPN, everybody was like this. Will Bond. This was, yeah, this was one of the worst officiated games. In the history of sport. Yeah, they were yeah. Saying. Not even just basketball. Yeah. They were saying history of sport. Yeah. And if you're a fan of sports, you understand how much needs to align to even get to this place. Perfectly. Like the, the, the luck 
Because you have the talent, but you need luck too. There's there's teams like the Houston Rockets with Shaq. I mean, with a Yao and T Mac. Yeah, they never the stars never aligned for them. They had the talent. Yeah, Battier, Alston, that was a good team. Totally, totally. But they didn't. It didn't work out. This team, it worked out for them. They're the one seed. They're there. This is a loaded West. The Spurs had MVP Duncan this year. Who the fucking Lakers, I believe. Yeah, so you get five. Yeah, and if you get and to this, and they're taking the Lakers. Sweep. Yeah, and if you take the Lakers, you get to the Nets. That's a ring. So the reason the why ring. I'm harping on 2002. That was is he, I go. It was it, that was that was the championship. Yeah, it's basically whoever's in the West versus nobody. No disrespect to the Nets, but they, I mean they it, didn't have the fire. They no. were they, they had an incredible Jason Kidd, a, a, a beast in Kmart. They had, Sacramento would have been a better matchup for them though. Yeah. 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 It's Shaq. They, they wouldn't have gotten swept. Yeah. But I bet it would have been a five game series, six tops. Because Sack legitimately had like an eight man squad. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it hurts, dude. I, yeah, I think yeah, of the Knicks it. in 93, 94. That was my intro to basketball disappointment. But right. we didn't lose because of the refs. We lost because John Starks, my favorite player, shot two for 18. Yeah. Riley, that was his guy. He goes, I'm sticking with the guy who brought us here. Yeah. Wouldn't take him out. He related a lot to Starks. Starks kind of shot us out of the game. Starks also missed. He got blocked by Olajuwon in game six. Yep. From three. I mean, so we lost. We got outplayed. Olajuwon was phenomenal. The Rockets were a great team. You're, but, a, you're a pro, man. So we're, we're fans, right? Yeah. To what extent do, do refs play a role in momentum in the fourth quarter? It's huge, right? It is I've very seen, I've big. seen Super Bowls go the other way because of shit like that. Well, you know, the pass interference kind of penalties where you can get 65, 70 yards on a fucking one penalty. A lot of the times, I mean, that that's a momentum killer and a momentum gainer for the other team. But in football, it's different because there's like multiple situations. The game really never comes down to just one one play really it doesn't and that i don't know if that's because I, that's how i've been trained by bill belichick like look we didn't lose it on this one we fucking couldn't do good on third down we did you know like we uh -huh. hear that shit yeah so that adds up but i mean those those that, those kill momentum i would say not necessarily outcomes of games okay because the momentum can get flipped any any second yeah i just feel like for me watching it the way different in basketball, though. Yeah, I'm not man. a basketball guy. I'm not. A, I'm not. Not a pro guy in basketball. It's completely different. That's a. That's like a wave because they're moving the whole time. Well, the playoffs in basketball. You know what I mean? That's wave. I mean, because fouls are just kind of not called the same way in the playoffs. Just except like in, for this. Yeah. Usually basketball in the playoffs, the the expression is let them play. Yeah. So there was some. You know, there were even. The, the feeling that we had was when they started to call even offensive fouls. So there's another play in Game Six. Where, where, where Weber's doing that thing where he just always squares up. Like, remember, he'd like bring the ball low like this. Yeah. And then he'd do this. And he puts it on the, on, he puts it on the ground for one and then pulls up for a jumper. Robert already flops. And full they, flop. He, just full flop. Yeah, like, I remember. Full Oscar performance. Left elbow. And they call an offensive foul. Yeah. So stuff like that, they don't call that in the NBA playoffs in the third and fourth quarter. It's just kind of the egregious, like, ticky-tack. Like Jordan. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and I'm not putting them in the same category as far as like who gets the call and doesn't, but like this is the playoff. You gotta let the boys play. So if anybody wants to get into it and is like, what are they talking about? There's a Netflix documentary series where um, Donaghy's in it, and he basically talks about during that era in the NBA, there were certain teams and there were certain refs that were company men, and they wanted certain players and certain teams to do well. Yeah, I, heard, I believe it was like Team Five, Team Six thing that. Yeah, that doc, I, I watched that doc. Yeah, and there's a podcast called Whistleblower that's yeah. the same yeah. same stuff. A lot of guys are like, "Yeah, we got Don. He 
it's a momentum thing. So anyways, yeah. what, what, what they could do is they could throttle the game. Meaning what, one of the things Donaghy talks about in the doc is like, he's like, Hey, listen, I can, I can call Iverson for, for carrying three or four possessions in a row. I can take him out of the game. So what you can do is you can create a six to 10 point differential. If you're a competitive team, that's everything you needed. So for the Kings, you call a couple of offensive fouls on Weber. You put him in foul trouble. You put him in that four or five foul range. You, you get Vladi out of the game. You have Scott Pollard on Shaq. So you can throttle the game in such a way that th- those points that we would have had between the two of them, now we're down 10. Now we're down 14. So the fact that we, st- even though it was cooked, we still got that far. That's the part where I'm like beyond livid. It's brutal. I mean, because uh, look, we know how rare this is. And Zach and, has been- And you played, you played on a winning team. So yeah, you don't know I, how rare it is to like- <laughs> To have your moment, it's which is like, it's such a small moment. The Knicks had this. As a fan, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the Knicks are, I think, right now in a better place than the Kings. The Kings, I, I don't love some no, of the there's no. They just paid Fox so much money. Small town team, or what is it called? Small, small market? Small market money market yeah. team. I mean, it's different. That's what they live and breathe over there. Yeah. It's almost like a college environment. Yeah. Let's go back to May 28th, 2002, number one movie, Star Wars, to Attack of the Clones. I love that one. It was, I, I thought the first three, those, those three episodes were actually pretty good, even though the CGI sucked <laughs> Okay, and all that stuff. But like, I loved them. This was improved just because Jar Jar Binks was gone. I don't know if they focus tested that shit and they were like, this dude fucking sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was like when you're around a dude who can't stop making People were jokes. mad about the first one, right? Because yeah. the little kid who was, yeah, yeah. In the, it sucked. Yeah. Okay. Anakin. This one was all right. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, number one song with Foolish by Ashanti. We've covered Foolish before. This was number one for a while. This is a great song. Great it is song. a great song. Ashanti's But it's, a biggie, it's the Biggie remix. That's why yeah. we were all like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, around this time, The Wire premieres on HBO. We've already hit all these because we've been in 2002 already. Oh, wow. Have we? Yeah, Britney what, Spears what, and Justin Breakup. Or what a game. What? What a, Yeah, I, what game do we do? Because I felt like we've hit all these. I know. Have we? Yeah, we did uh, Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. That's right. No, you guys interviewed Kenyon Martin? Yeah. We had Kenyon Martin. Love that. Yeah, he was cool. He's hidden the vape pen during the the interview. OG. Full OG. Kenyon was 09. I'm tripping. Sorry. Who was 02? We had an 02. We did did a Nuggets game with Kenyon. Oh, that's great. Because I just wanted an excuse to talk about that Nuggets. And that was a Nuggets win on the Lakers also that was a series. That's crazy. But I just love that. We've done three games. Winners against the Lakers because four. Because amazing. I mean, you got to tip your hat. They're, yeah, the, they're, man. The, they're the upper echelon. And it's just an excuse to talk Kobe. And we love talking Kobe on here. Uh, yeah, we talked about this, but Duncan was the MVP of the league. The Spurs were, I think this was like a transitional period, though. They didn't have what we knew to be the great Tony Parker yet. He was a young guy. They had young Ginobili, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But this was in between their, their reign. Leading scorer Iverson. It's, Bro, I love, this was peak Iverson. Peak Everyone had the shoes. I love Iverson. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I had the questions was, and then I had the second one, the questions and then the answers. Those yeah, were great, bro. And they were always affordable. Yeah. They're always like $40 less than a Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. You still want a Jays, but Iverson, that was like peak, peak Allen Iverson era. He made Reebok cool. He did. He did. And the commercials were great. The ones with him and Jada Kiss were amazing. This yeah. is, oh yeah, by the way, this is when Jordan came back to play for the Wizards. That's wild. That was old weird. Jordan. Yeah. Nobody talks about this though. The two seasons where he was like, I'll get us back to the playoffs and he never could do it. I know they weren't, they just weren't a good team either. Yeah. And also he was still MJ, but why don't they ever talk about the, in the legacy conversation? They always, it always stops at 98. 
Because that's what we want it to stop. Yeah. The way we want the Sopranos to stop at the show and not the Many Saints of Newark. <laughs> yeah. That's we we keep it where we want it. Yeah. Uh, no, but MJ was because that's the perfect ending. That this yeah. that's his fourteen years. That those seasons with the Bulls is basically the the first seven seasons of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't got to talk about the last wow. season. It yeah. really is. It really is. It's just like yeah. perfect. Wow. Yeah, uh, he uh, he was, he went out on top and then he came back and it was cool to see him there. I mean, it was fun to have him that last All-Star game. Yeah. You know, but. He still watched. Yeah. Everyone still watched. It was like our kid. That was like our guy. For sure. Loved him. He was, oh, looked man. ugly. He, he was a little, a little heavier. He yeah. didn't jump as much. Oh, the Grizzlies moved from Vancouver to Memphis. That's crazy. And you're rocking. And by the way, do they have bears in Memphis? Do they have grizzlies? You ha did you have this for real, like just in the closet? Yeah, like, dude. I'm a baby fan. That's amazing, man. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the, colors are, the colors are great. No. Uh, no, yeah. it's pretty solid. Man. I think of Big Country Reeves when I see that. I know, I yeah. I think of Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Yeah, they were great. They they whiffed on some high picks. Yeah, sure. the jerseys were great, though. Oh, yeah. The jerseys and the logo for these expansion teams during that era were fucking Oh, the Raptors are great. Yeah, classic. the Raptors jerseys are great. Like, they're awesome. Remember they played at the Pyramid? Yeah. The Pyramid. Oh, by the way, you guys probably didn't talk about this. I don't know if you loaded this up in the Google Doc that they're reading off of. But this is, this is peak Vince Carter. I don't know what you're talking about. We're doing all this from memory. <laughs> oh, the top of our dome, dude. I'm not even isolating you guys. I'm talking to them. But you, you should have put in right here, this is peak Vince Carter era. All right, now the gaming corner presented by WinBet. PropBet, I think it's got to be about how yoked he got. Because he's huge now. He's, he's huge. He's Yoki McDoki out here. My man's a bodybuilder, bro. And it's bodybuilding.com backslash Mike Bibby. Bro, this dude is jacked. <laughs> IFBBAA, whatever. I mean, it, this dude is crazy. <laughs> I wonder, I, I'm going to ask him. I wonder if he could shoot still. We, I mean, because it's hard to shoot when you're, when you're yoked, but what's Tell the, me about it, dude. That's my problem. I, I know. Just, Jules, how much creatine is this dude taking? I remember creatine was the one that was the one in high school. Jules, you know better than me though. I'm just, I'm just a smedium. <laughs> creatine keeps the water in the muscles, bro. All right, keeps water in the muscles. We sound so lame talking about being yoked. It's so corny with our with our physique. We look like we're like Wes Anderson marionettes. <laughs> you get and we're like, I think you yeah, guys yeah. look good. I think nah, no, we're too we're good. too Pinocchios over here talking talking muscles. What, what's the over under going to be? How many think we can get? Four or five. Want to lock it in? Four and a half? Four and a half. We'll four lock it in. Four lock it in, Jack. All right. We're going to take a quick break before we get to Bibby. And we'll see you then. How you doing, man? Good to meet Good. you, too. This is my boy, Sam. Hey, how are you, Mike? Son. What's going on, Sam? How you What's doing, up, Sam? Hassan? What's going Hassan? On, guys? I'm, the, I'm the one that grew up in SAC. So I got to give you your okay. flowers, bro. Thank you for giving us our <laughs> dignity and pride. That. Thank you. And thank, thank you for putting a Knicks jersey on your wall. That makes me happy as hell, by the way. I have them all. Actually, I have all the ones I play with. Wow. Yeah, he's got Atlanta. He's got everybody. He's got everybody up there. Those greasy colors are hot, though. Yeah. yeah that, that, the funny thing is those are the ugliest colors when we were playing. We hated those uniforms. But now it's cool. I know. <laughs> everybody loves them now. I guess that's good. You see a lot of people wearing my stuff. So I see, I see Jules got them on, too. So that's good. Heck, yeah. We got it. We got to give you your accolades. I mean, you know, McDonald's All-American, Mr. Basketball USA. Your number 10 is retired at Arizona. Second overall pick in the 98 uh, basketball draft. That was a that was a loaded year, by the way. That was you, Vince, Pierce, uh, Dirk. Dirk, right? Uh, yeah. Peja. Jameson. 
uh, James. Yeah. Uh, no, Page was the year before. Oh, Jason okay. Williams, uh, Michael Dickerson. I mean, it goes, there's a lot of people. That in was that a one. stacked year. That was a stacked draft. Stacked. All right. Uh, Kings legend. Kings legend. 16 amazing years in the NBA. Wait, first of all. 14, 14, 14, 14. It was 14. Yeah, oh, 14. Man. If Yo, listen, man. The, if you want to count the New York year, yeah, it was 14. <laughs> We're, counting <it. laughs> We're counting it, dude. We're counting it. <laughs> All right, good, good, good. All right, Mike, look, man, I, I wrote down questions. Bro, I've been waiting almost 20 years to ask you these questions. <laughs> good, I'm, I'm not even joking. I'm ready. All right, first things first, let's get into it right now. Mike Bibby doesn't get his flowers. Only a couple people have brought this up. Probably one of the greatest Jordan PE collections ever. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? I think so. I think, you know, out of all of us, um, I think Ray Allen had the best PEs. I mean, he, I mean, he's won championships and he's, and he was on a few teams in Miami and in Boston. So I, but I think he has, he has a lot of, he has a lot of shoes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, damn, you got those, damn, you got those. <laughs> but, um, but you know, everybody says that about me too, but I think, but I think I'm going to have to go at Ray as the number one, you know, PE getter in, in the, um, Jordan brand. Man, he's being, you're just being he's too humble, humble right now. Humble. Super humble. Uh, uh, All right, so, uh, so how about this? I, I told him too. Mike, can I say this on your behalf? When you yeah. wore the blue foam posits when you were at Arizona in 97, that was uh, a moment. You know, that's what kind of kicked me off, you know, started everything for me, uh, being a shoe guru and all that stuff, you know. And now the story was, because we, you know, back then everybody wore, it wasn't like today where, you know, you, you wear whatever color you want, no matter what the color uniform was. So Team issue. Back then, yeah, so back then everything was, you know, if your uniform is red and white, you wear red and white shoes. That's how I was even in the NBA, too. So um, the Nike guy came just right before the tournament started and said, hey, I'm going to give you guys all a pair of shoes. Um, it's not your team colors. It won't be out for a while. But as soon as he said it won't be out for a while, I said, I don't care what they are. Uh-huh. I'm going to wear them. Nobody's seen them. I'm, I'm going to put them on my feet. And, you know, that's they gave a pair to every single player on the team. And you could award if you wanted to wear it. If not, you just keep them. So, you know, a few guys wore them. You know, uh, I think Jason Terry and myself were the only ones that really played a lot that wore them. But I don't even – I couldn't even tell you how I could play. And I cut, so I put them on, like, to this day. And I'm like, how did I play in these shoes? Yeah, man, I'm going like, to be honest, man. I don't think like foams Timber, are great to play in. No, they look <laughs> – no. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they looked amazing. Kinda, yeah, yeah. They yeah. look good. When people see you now, does it take them a second because of how jacked you are now? Or they they look at you like, wait, I think I know you, but you look like in the first Captain America when he comes out of the machine shredded. <laughs> some, some people, you know, I mean, they, I mean, I'm at the gym a lot, so a lot of people that see me at the gym don't. But you know, outside the gym, I, I think they just hear stories, and that's kind of the first thing that they say. So I mean, I, I don't think I'm, I'm much bigger than I mean, I'm much bigger than when I played, but you know, I've been this way for a while. Uh, can you still shoot with the muscle? Yes, yes I can. That's not I, going anywhere. Yo, Ju- yo, Jules, you haven't seen the video of Mike. Mike can still <laughs> yak, bro. Are you still yakking? Yo, he can dunk. You, are you, uh, someone put up the video of you dunking, bro. It's crazy. The last time I dunked was probably three years ago. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. Someone put up a video of Mike Bibby dunking. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. All right. That so, so did they tell three. you? Did they tell you the conceit of what we're talking about? Because, because no. we're talking about 2002. Okay. 
Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready. So look, I'm ready. We're, we're breaking down games five and game six. These two, okay. they don't know. I had to give them, I had to, I had to lay, lay out the table a little bit. I kind of know. He caught, he caught, he's from the Bay. I'm from the Bay. And when you guys were hot, the Warriors were trash and we all hated the Lakers. <laughs> and so I was, I was all, yeah. I was, I was on it. So go ahead. So we talk about, we, I talk about the game five jumper. So, so first things first, I gotta, I gotta be transparent. When you, when you came in Oh one, I'm not going to lie. The city was sad. Everyone was a little sad. We, we all sad. Loved Jay Will. We, we love Jay. White chocolate. Mm-hmm. But what was said was, Hey, we need a point guard that can control the offense that can hit jumpers consistently and hit big shots. And that game five moment, I've seen it a million times. I got the Sacramento B, you on the front page, up in my room still. But I want I want you to tell us what that moment was like. Because C-Web hits that pick, Fisher collapses, you step up, you hit it, and then you do this thing. And, and the arena erupts. But 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 take, take us through it. I want to let me say something first. Because the first thing, you know, I was kind of – I didn't know how Sacramento fans or the team would take me coming in. Like you said, coming in for Jason Williams, a fan favorite and, uh, you know, a team favorite. And that's what made it so comfortable for me coming in, the fans and, and the team. You know, they acted like – the team acted like I was there for, like, you know, the, my whole career. So that's what made it so easy for me to kind of make that jump from being on a team that, you know, really no one – you know, people would ask me if I still played to – you know, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the contender. So, I mean, that was, that was the biggest thing for me. That's what made it so easy for me. But with, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we all, we all saw why they traded him now. We, we, once you started playing, so you can keep going, but we, we understood why. So we're not saying we I just, I can't get past yeah. the fact that they're the newspaper there was called the Sacramento B. <laughs> the old B. Yeah, is that, yo, is that yeah. whole city of high school? What the hell? No, hey, Sam, I'm a, you got to take it easy with the disrespect right now. <laughs> the Sac B is an amazing it's newspaper. It's still there, too. It's still it's there, still man. There. Yeah. yeah. It's not going anywhere. But, um, you know, the play was for Chris for Chris to make a, a play. Either he'll shoot it, fake hand off to me, or give me the ball. So, you know, I told him, I said, if you don't shoot the ball, when we're walking out the hood, I said, if you don't shoot it, I'm, I'll make the shot. And so he handed it off to me. And, you know, I shot that shot probably a million times in, you know, practicing. So, you know, every shot that I took, I expected to go in because I worked so hard on my shot. So when I shot it, it felt good and it was just in rhythm. It's something, it was something that I did every day. And, you know, I just expected it to go in. And when it went in, it, you know, the fans went crazy. It was I, it crazy. Still, you, I look at videos and see it, but like, as I, like I try to remember it being in that, being that spot, it's kind of hard to remember. You were just in the zone. It was just like you were in flow. It was amazing. It was amazing. First did year you, playing with them. Did you think that year? So for me, it felt like between 98 and probably 0203 that was our window that was like our window to really make a run for it but that year specifically i felt like number 1 seed number 1 seed mm-hmm. had we beaten the lakers is game over we're we're taking the nets in 5 games probably did you we feel were, like we were we were the best team in the league that year no hands down i think the lakers knew it the league knew it and I, and i think everybody in the world knew it i mean it was just that it was we should have it shouldn't have went to game seven. It's unfortunate we kinda we kinda shit the bed in game seven. But uh, you know, it happens and you know, we thought we'd have another chance, you know, coming in coming in next year, you know, but injuries kinda hit us and 
it was kind of, you know, like you said, our window was, you know, one or two years during that year. So, so for me, game six was probably one of the worst American tragedies in history. I'm not joking, for, for, bro. For, for everybody. For everybody. So for as it's happening, there's, 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 look, we, we could talk about, we could talk about what, what, what happened with Vladi. We could talk about the pinky, the pinky on Shaq's palm and that being a foul. We can talk about Weber getting called on offensive fouls while, while Robert Ory's winning an Oscar and flopping. But I want to, I want to talk, talk about your moment with Kobe. Mm-hmm. With the elbow to you, it's it, he. The inbound pass is coming, and you get called for the foul. No, actually, I they got called two. The foul. They called the foul on Doug after they threw the ball in. Yes, I mean yes. he did, he, he did it. He did it kind of smooth as uh, you know. I would say like a savvy veteran would do. You know, made it made it look like it wasn't on purpose. Um, and you know, I mean, you could see the ref looking dead at it right there. It was just, I mean, it, it's a different ball game we get that call. And I mean, like I said, like I said, you can't look dread on the past or whatever, but uh, we get that, we get that call. So our ball with about, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 seconds left down one. So, you know, that's a different story. I love playing in LA. So it probably, it probably would have been bad for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. Was that your, was that your favorite team to go against? Like playing in LA versus the Lakers? I love playing in LA. Cause I mean, you hear it, you can hear stuff because it's kind of quiet in there, actually. And you yeah, just it's great. hear, you hear, <laughs> you can hear everything that somebody's saying to you. And, and Mike, I couldn't they, agree more, bro. I've said this before, and LA fans get after me. Staples Center is great for recording a podcast. It's great for breaking up with a girlfriend. <laughs> you want to call your grandmother overseas? Go to Staples Center. Amazing reception. Oh. Very quiet. You need to take a Zoom meeting. Job it interview, go to Staples Center during a Laker game. <laughs> I mean, it's quiet. I mean, but everybody goes to be seen there. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's L.A. That's what, that's what yeah. you do out there. So, I mean, but you can hear everything. I think they brought the best out of me. And um, yeah, I just felt good when I went there because it's like me against everybody that's, that's there. And that's how I felt. During that era, be Dog. honest. Be honest. We weren't that scared of Kobe, were we? Much um, respect to, to Kobe and the Kobe, legacy, but O2 Kobe, we weren't we weren't pressed about Kobe. It was Shaq who were we pressed about. No, there was no one to be scared of, really. But um, <laughs> yes, like when we like, like when we set up for our games, you know, we are we our thing. You know, Doug did a pretty good job on Kobe. You know, Doug's about six seven, and you know he kind of held his own against Kobe. But Shaq was Shaq was something different. I've never. I said Shaq was the most dominant player that I've seen, you know, just in fact in basketball, just how strong he was fast. And I mean, we had to make sure he saw three people every time he got the ball. That was our, that was our game plan. Make sure he saw three people. How did you get in there and earn the team, the, the, the respect of the team so quick, just by how you worked or were you a quiet leader? Or were you vocal or was it just through how your actions? Cause I can already tell, I can answer the question probably through your actions. You look like a guy that works his ass off. Yeah, I worked hard, and I mean, I was in the gym. It was right across from the arena, so there was plenty of times, plenty of games that after games, I went in and shot, you know, 300 makes and, you know, 350 makes, 400 makes after a game. And um, I didn't come in, like, my agent, the first thing my agent told me, like, this team's established. You don't have to come in and woo anybody and do all that. Just, you know, be – a constant player, you know, knock down shots and just play off of these guys and things will go for itself. That's why, that's how I played in the regular season. You know, I was 13 points in the regular season and 
it was just like, okay, now I see. There, like the first practice, I remember passing the ball, cut through the lane, the ball, I ducked, the ball almost hit me in the head. And, you know, I remember Coach Carrillo, rest in peace, he was like, you better be ready, young fella. The balls are coming. You know, so I wasn't used to, you know, getting passes after I gave the ball up. You know what I mean? So it, I had to adjust my whole game and do a whole different game, game plan for my, the way I played. Well, you're used to a, a team that couldn't pass like that when you were in Memphis. I mean, everyone, I mean, Weber, Vladi, everyone could move the ball. Everyone. Two, the best two uh, big passes probably the game's ever seen. So, like, I mean, in Vancouver, our thing was kind of throwing in the post. You know, back then they played inside out. So you throw it in the post, you get a double team now, it's kicked out, now you play out that way. Now, now you know, we start again playing different after that. Do you feel like at the time during that era, at least when you played with the Kings, in my opinion, you, you were one of the best mid-range shooting guards in the league? Back, it's funny because our era was kind of the mid-range shooters. You know, you had Ross, yeah, for Griffin, sure. Terrell Brandon, Sam Cassell. Um, you go all the way down the line, everybody shot mid-range. That was the, that was the thing to do, mid-range. Who was your toughest cover? Because no disrespect, was, but it wasn't D Fish. It wasn't D Fish. It had to be Iverson, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it let's go. You guys said my defense. I wasn't really a great defensive player. I always tell everybody they paid me to put the ball in the basket, so I wasn't really, uh-huh. you know, going and trying to work on defense. We had Doug Christie and Bobby Jackson for that. So yeah. uh, my my hardest cover was Stephon Marbury, and just the fact that wow. I mean, he had he. He was going to shoot 30 shots a game, so you're going to have to play deep. You're going to have to play true defense every possession. Uh, he was strong. He was quick. He was fast. He was athletic. He was a dog. Like, the biggest thing with him, he's from New York. He's a dog. And every guy he played against, he wanted to show, hey, I'm better than you. And, and going and playing like that, that's that's hard. You know, you get a lot of guys that play in the, in the NBA that, you know, are capped at five shots a game. You know, if you go to right. to a game, you're guarding somebody that's shooting five shots. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I'm gonna have an easy night defensively. Him, he's gonna, he's getting at least thirty. Right. So, so I don't know if you saw the Donaghy documentary. Did you see it on Netflix? I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, probably, I'm not, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch that. I can't even <laughs> watch the, most of the games. I can't even watch Game Six still. That fourth quarter, I still can't watch that. Wow. It's probably the same way. I'm a New Yorker. I don't want to watch like United '93. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. yeah. I don't want to see that shit. It was a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. I, I mean, I who do you blame more for the loss? Tim Donahue and these corrupt refs or the fact that Peja was in full strength? Um, you talking about game? What game? Well, he was, wasn't he coming Bavetta, off an ankle? Bavetta was, Bavetta was the ref on the games, right? Yeah, Bavetta, um, I forget what the director How were they with you? Did you get, did you get love from the refs or no? Um, you didn't get you didn't for, get the special treatment, did you, Mike? For a couple years, I did. It was like two or three years, and after that, once I after that, once I started going to the basket, it wasn't getting those same calls. I was like, okay, I guess my time's up. Is up. <laughs> wow. So it is real. It is real, right? I mean, I mean, there's superstars. You got you got to take care of the superstars. You want to see superstars? Yo, Mike, score? I can't tell you how validated I feel. Because I would get into it with Laker fans, and they're like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about the refs cooked the game? What Full are you talking about? It. And I was like, so when the documentary came out, and, and Donaghy basically was like, look, there was a group of us that we were told as company men, hey, you got to take care of the guys that are leading the league, and take care of them, and you'll be taken care of. The, the fans want to see a, them play any, all that's four That's in quarters. any league, though. That's in any league. I mean, whether it's hockey, 
football, baseball. They're going to, I mean, it's going to be taken care of. Jules, you feel that way? During the regular season, yes. Uh, during the postseason, I would say they let they let us play a bunch. Like you, you could always tell DBs could get away with a lot more when you were running routes in the playoffs. They let they let the boy they say you know do business as business is being done, and mm-hmm. guys, you know it gets a little more physical. That you could push off more and they could grab you more. It's just see, but the but the benefit of that is going to go to you guys and the Patriots, right? No, that's what people think. I mean, we just I, had now. I, I mean, we we. If you look better, at all yeah, the, you guys were better. Yeah, but it, we, so it wasn't mean, like but, that. A lot of the times, it felt like they were against us. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like the league was yeah. pissed. The league didn't want they didn't, they want parody. They didn't like having someone at the top. Like they fucking they suspended Brady for four games with no evidence. Like, mm-hmm. are, you, are you kidding me? Like legit, like if you look, read through that fucking report, nothing says nothing was done illegally or anything. I like, feel like I feel like four games wasn't enough, Jules. <laughs> That's the way I feel, bro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you're on top, bro, people will try to knock you down. I'm one of them. Tell me about it. People always go after them. my man Eli Manning. Shit's <laughs> yeah. fucked up. Shit's <laughs> fucked up. But, but Jules, I'm a fan of you guys too. I used to watch you guys and just be in awe. You know, you didn't, you weren't six seven, six five like all these other guys. You were, you were a killer out there too. I love it. No, man, you were a huge inspiration. Like Thank I said, you. you were always a you know under undersized guy. But you could always tell through your preparation. And I was a preparation guy. Like mm-hmm. you said, oh, after a game, go hit 300 shots. Like I was the type of guy that was always there at six catching balls. I had to get my eyes warmed. I had to get my mm-hmm. body right for the day. Just like trying to win each and every single day. And, you know, you, showed, you're a huge. It definitely showed. I appreciate that, bro. Well, we yeah. asked, you know, Hassan asked you about uh, who you hated defending. Who are pests on defense it was fisher a pain in the ass no uh <laughs> they used to send they used to send guys that you know their main goal was just coming here and just try to irritate me like goose and shit um i think he i, I could probably say he's the, probably the biggest pest out there he just he just come out there and hack me and just try to get away with, with stuff that he couldn't get away with he couldn't he just couldn't he couldn't keep up you know i felt bad for him Wow. Another another former Nick. We <laughs> shout out to Sasha. Thank you for your service. <laughs> hey, so what? Just, just, you know, that's just they, they put him in to try to, you know, get on my nerves. So so Mike, let me ask you something real quick. What what made you the why the three hundred made? Was it was that something you learned from your pops or like what, what was uh, the why the three hundred? Because it was one o'clock in the morning and I had practice <laughs> the next day. So I had to yeah. be home, but you know, during the summer, I make probably 700 makes a day, 750 makes a day. How how many makes do you make your son go through when you were? Because I I read uh, that you were you had been training him and coaching him since he was nine. Yeah, so he uh, I just put him through a workout. You know, I mean, the kids are different than how we were back then. So if you give them too much, they're going to start to complain. So you know, you got to give them <laughs> and keep their mindset kind of focused. And once he starts, he's tired or his leg hurts. You know, all right, give me 10 free throws and you're done. So. This, uh, sounds like my pops. Are you <laughs> still watching the game a lot, Mike? Are you, are you still watching any of these uh, younger guys right now in the NBA? And if so, who, who are people you like watching? I watch. I watch all the time. You know, uh, you know, I love the Suns. Suns got with Chris Paul. The addition to Chris Paul, I think, was a great addition. Uh, you know, you got to watch Steph. Steph and the Warriors. 
And, you know, Ja Morant, I think, is a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> and, you know, like Jason Tatum. You, know, you go all the way down. There's a lot of young guys. That, like I said, I think the NBA, the future's in good hands. But Ja Morant, I mean, he just – he has that dog mentality, like, He's gonna he's gonna make sure it happens, and, and that's the mentality you gotta have playing you know playing against guys. We, in the NBA. we we were talking earlier that you guys were almost ten years before you guys are almost ten years too early for what you guys were, bro. We were the Warriors before the Warriors. I'm gonna just say it. Yeah, I mean we they kind of run, we run the same offense kind of you know it's the Princeton offense so, you know a lot of cuts and you know what what was tough other teams couldn't really. You know, when you go through walk through, and these are the plays they're going to run, and when they do this, they're doing this. You couldn't do that with us because you never knew. We didn't know what we were going to run until it happens. You know, a lot of back cuts, splits, and you know, I mean, Vladdy and Webb put the ball right on the money, so it was hard. It was hard to prepare for us. What was the like? What was Rick? What were you guys talking about going into the series? Like, what's the strategy going into play the Lakers? We got to make sure Shaq um, sees three people. You know, what I mean, there's a, we we send in a lot of video of Shaq uh-huh. being in the paint for about you know seven, eight, nine seconds. So, but I mean, it's, he's gonna be he's a, he's hard to stop already. But when he when he's in the paint for that long, it's gonna be impossible. So we were trying to get any you know any kind of plus we can out of it. Did it did it help playing in Sacramento? Because no disrespect, you know, I've played there, I've done gigs there and stuff. Not a ton of distraction in that city. Was that? I mean, look, there's a few good bars and stuff, but like, did, it, were you guys yeah, you, a very disciplined group? Hey man, Cheesecake Factory's popping in Sacramento. Don't you dare disrespect <laughs> Cheesecake Factory. Don't you dare disrespect Art and Fair Mall. There's a lot happening there. There's a Foot Locker yeah, and a Sheik and a Foot Action. And they just got anywhere. in and out. There's a lot of distractions. There's distractions there. There's distractions. You go anywhere, really. You can find distractions anywhere, but I mean it's it's a small it's a small it's a small place. You know, I mean everybody knows everybody, and you know the leagues, everybody the same league. So I still know a lot of people out there. Still have a lot of friends out there too. So I love I love playing in Sacramento. That was that was kind of catapulted me in my career. You know, kind of jump started my career again. I mean, they're rich. They probably took helicopters to the bay. <laughs> no, I, was, I, I can't get no helicopter. <laughs> No, thank you. Yeah. R.I.P. No, they Mike, freak me out. Mike, they, do you ever think? Mike, do you ever think that uh, when you watch the league now, do you feel like it's in good hands? Do you ever feel like, oh, I, I could play in that league, or do you feel like you were tailor made to play in the era that you played in? I think I could have played in that league. You know, what I mean, it's being a shooter. I think I could play. You know, what I mean, yeah. um, and that, that's what it is. I would have shot more threes. You know, like the most, the most threes I ever shot, like an average in a year, was I think six a game. You know, you got guys shooting twenty threes a game now. I mean, it's a it's a different game now. But um, I think I could I think I could play in this league, this era. But six for your for that era is a high number. Yeah, it is. I felt like I shot a lot of threes actually. Yeah, everything um, was in I, range back then. Yo, what? so 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 Mike, just real quick. I mean. You look great. A lot of players, man. A lot of heroes that I had growing up. I had their champion jerseys, and I see them now. Boys are looking rough. So, when did you get into bodybuilding? And you're like, "Yo, I'm gonna be Mr. Olympia out here." <laughs> you know what? I used to lift all the time. You know, whenever I come back from um, from from summer, they'd always tell me like the, the trainer would be like, "Mike, you can't you can't lift like that when you go home. Like you got they want they don't want you to lift. like they used to frown upon lifting weights." 
Like, there's been plenty of times really? Rick out. Yeah, Rick Adam would come through the weight room and be mad we were lifting. Why? But what's the reason? Just from being Shot. agile. They want you, yeah, they want you to be able to move. You got to be able to – they want you to be able to be agile. You know, if you're, yeah. if you're all stocky and stuff, you won't be able to move. But how about someone like Luca right now? He doesn't like – you know, he looks like a bigger dude. Well, he's not yeah, lifting weights. Yeah, he's not lifting weights. That's just his size. But um, yeah, that boy's yeah. thick, man. He's just yeah, thick. He's though. Tough. You, he's when tough. you put muscle, when you put muscle on, you you give you like because football, we have to put the muscle on to be able yeah. to endure hits. Uh-huh. Like you leave your when you pump yourself out, and you look as Jack as Mike, you get vulnerable of pulling out, you know, your hamstrings or stuff like that. You 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 can also get hurt in the fucking weight room. Like it's just, it's yeah. you leave yourself more vulnerable getting hurt. So that's why a lot of guys like with TB12 and his t- the whole method of being long and pliable. It's so you can be yeah. rubber bandy and not get hurt. Yeah. I, I, I got to know exactly from this it. era, cause there were a lot of characters on this team. Any memories of, you know, team bonding stuff or going out with these guys? Um, it was, everybody had their own stuff, you know, but Vladi was, I think Vladi was probably the best team I had as far as just his attitude. It, like, no matter if he had a good game, bad game, he was going to be the same person on the plane. You know, I, I played with people that, you know, didn't get their points or whatever, won't sit with, the, you know, at the card table that night. And I mean, just Vladi was ringleader of everything. And it no, didn't matter. Vladi was amazing. For a 58 year old, he had an amazing attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I caught I caught Vladi smoking one time in the, um, smoking a cigarette in the bathroom one time. I can't use the bathroom like right in the warm up. So he was a chain smoker, right? This was the word that he was a chain, a chain smoker. smoker. But I so seen him smoking a cigarette before the game, <laughs> so and I was true. like, I said, "Come on, Vladi, the game about to start in five minutes." Uh-huh. And he was in there smoking a cigarette. I mean, I guess you got to do. You know what? So, what, what, what so how was it for him? He's seeing you doing deadlifts, and he's got the sausage arms, and he's chain smoking. <laughs> These are two very different people. But but that's, but, that's but you guys are, you guys are everybody love Vladi. Yeah. So how did yeah. you how did you gel with that? But his playing style lended him. I mean, you're Vladi, you can smoke a cigarette. You're Vince Carter, you got to put down the Marlboro. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like Vladi can smoke. Yeah, but I mean, Vladi wasn't moving too quick. He wasn't jumping too high. Vladi would Vladi would beat you with it, with his IQ, his brain. And he knew that. So, I mean, regardless of how he came in the night before or, or what he's doing before the game, he'll be all right. What was C-Webb like? Alpha dog. You know I mean? He, he was just a dog, you know, and he, and he – everybody on the team knew it. He was the captain. And, you know, we knew every night that it wasn't going to be our night. But Webb, we knew it was going to be his night because that's what he is. He averages, you know, 28 and 12. That, so – Everybody fell in the line after that, and everybody knew it. That's what made it so good. No one, no one expected to have that night like Webb was having every night. We had so many guys that were good that it might be Hito's night tonight, Paige's night, Bobby's night, my night, and, and everybody was good with that. Now, did anyone joke around about the techni- or the the timeout with him, or was he like kind of sensitive about that? Uh, no one said no one. Not when I was there. He was there for like four years before I got there. But you know, I mean, people make mistakes, and you know, I heard somebody call timeout on the thing. You know, he was a kid at the time. He was probably eighteen years old. Um, but I mean, it happens. You know what I mean? And that was no. the reason why they lost the game. Yeah. 
Yo, it's, it's interesting. Every time I, I I do any of these sports podcasts with with former athletes, they always talk about having that dog in them. Jules, you were talking about it before Mike came on. Mike, you've been talking about it. When you talk about a, a guy that has the, like that dog in them, what's what does that mean? They're gonna fuck you up in practice, like you know, or is it mental toughness? They're clutch. What is it? I'll let Mike. I'll yeah. let Mike go, and then I'll I'll give you my version. Yeah. Just, and I mean, name names, bro. Name names. The it, statute of limitations, bro. It's been yeah, twenty other, years. Other dudes who are dogs. We want to know some. Yeah. What makes you Kobe a dog? Was a dog. Kobe was. They used to have a mentality of, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go out here. This is what I'm gonna do. You know, like it or not, and I'm gonna be physical with you. This is where I grew up. I'm hungry. Uh, it could go. It could mean a whole bunch of different things. But like, you know, Kobe, Marbury, um, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, like you just keep going on and on. Like the guys that you're looking, like nothing phases them, See, and they want to be in that situation. Uh, they want to be in the trenches of when it's rough. And I want the ball in my hands at the end of the game. I don't run from it. I want to do this. I mean, just just little stuff like Did that. Did you play that way? I feel like that era with the Kings, you played that way. Like um, you seem 100%. fearless. You seem fearless down the stretch. I I would. I would, I, I fear this, yeah, but I mean, I've worked so hard on it that I, I didn't expect anything different. And like my mentality, I have a mentality of a dog. Yes, I feel I am one, or I was one. I still am. You know, I still go to the gym, still hold my own, still get physical, still get loud. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just uh-huh. me. Yeah. A you dog to me is, yeah, it, a dog is. Like a motherfucker that eats a steak with his hands and not a fork and knife. A guy that knows he's going to go across the middle and fucking, he knows he's going to get decapitated. But he's going to make the catch. He's going to get up talking shit. Like letting uh-huh. people know. I, that was, that was, that's how I tried to play the game. Someone that was not uh-huh. just competitive on the game, but that fucking was competitive in practice. We're in practice and walkthrough and you guys getting in fights because we're getting too physical or we're taking a guy to the ground. You're making a hard block. But like, mm-hmm. if you're going to get mad at me, then fucking stop me. So you, you be a fucking dog. That's what a dog mm-hmm. is. Okay. You know, like yeah. in, our, also, in our world. You and hunger. A good example of a dog, too, as a fan, as a spectator, Julian, Mike, you're both great players who got even better in the postseason. To me, that's a dog. When the lights yeah. shine bright, you can't you can't run. That that's that's yeah. that's a dog. Yeah, you got to want it. Can't be afraid to fail either. No, that that's that's like the ultimate thing. You're gonna fail. You yeah. sometimes you know you're gonna fail, but you're still gonna yeah. fucking go out there. So yeah, Mike, I gotta too. ask you. So who's got the who's got those Jordan Seventeen all black lows that you hit the the jumper in? Where are they at? Uh, and pull them out on Zoom. We need to see them. I don't have those anymore. Those are long gone. That's over. What Team Dime has 20s. them? Who has them? That's, the squad. No who's idea. got them? Wow. They're probably, still, they're probably still at the arena from. Um, <laughs> they're at the, Arco. At Arco. Yeah. Under rubble. <laughs> it's probably now, unless <laughs> yeah. somebody took it. Do you wow. do you relate? Uh, do you still identify as like a Sacramento King? Or is there a team you identify most strongly with? And he's a King, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think that, like I said, that was that was my best year. Sacramento, Atlanta were probably my Atlanta. best years. Um, you know, and end of end of Vancouver, but I think I'm known for being Sacramento King mostly. I mean, that's the first do, thing everybody says, like Mike Bibby, Sacramento Kings. So I mean, I'll say Kings. 
are they hard for you to watch though right now because of the way they play? Don't do this, Sam, bro. Don't uh, do this to us. No, Does I mean, it make you sad thinking that the days of their glory are long gone? Sorry. Look at what he's doing they to me, good man. Player. They got good players and stuff. I mean, I, I haven't been around the organization for a little bit, but I don't know what's going on, so I don't want to really chime in on what the inside is. But I mean, They, they got don't hit you players. up for stuff? They he's don't. coaching now. He's coaching, man. He's busy. I wish they would. I wish they make sure this gets to them so they can send me to get some do some stuff for them. Let's go. Let's go. Shit, Mike. We need shooting. (laughs) We need. We need that. We need dogs on that squad, bro. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. It's a family reunion. I I visited. I went. I went back a couple years ago. Bobby's working there. Vladdy's working there. It's it's like a high school reunion, man. I have another question actually regarding the current team because we had Gilbert Arenas on here and he says that if you're too fast. Your jump shot is shit. Is that De'Aaron Fox's problem? Oh, wow, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a good, he's a good little player, young player. I think he. I don't know how his shot is. I mean, he shoots. He's a scorer, so I don't know how the shot is. But I mean, like I said, I was never blessed with that speed, so I really can't comment. You know, I was kind of slow and took my time and, and get to where I want to get to, and kind of use my brain instead of more uh, physical attributes. All right, I want to end with this. We got we got one last question. I, we're all curious about it. Can we get one Kobe story? It could well, be from any time of your career. I mean, I, I'll give you a story. That no uh, one knows. That no was, one knows, I mean, Mike. It was, I forget what year it was. It was maybe when they were breaking the team up, I was supposed to get traded to the Lakers. And wow. it was probably like, I'll say maybe – Four or five, maybe two thousand four or five. We just, yeah, you know, just got on the phone with him, and you know, he called me. You know, I, you know, his voice is very distinct, and maybe you might go, yeah. But um, we were trying to, he was trying to get me there. You know, I mean, and it finally caught, ended up calling me like two days later, like, man, it didn't work out. The Luke's didn't want to send you to L.A. So I mean, then it was supposed to, then it was supposed to be to Cleveland. Then it was supposed to, then I ended up getting traded to Atlanta, but um. You know, that, that's that's about it. You know, Kobe's a great guy. Our dads played together in um, in Philly. Um, so, I mean, that that was our ties there that we had there. Our dads played together as well. That's amazing. Well, Mike, thank you, man. And thank you for never getting shook, bro. There's a lot, there's a lot <laughs> of cupcakes you. out there, bro, and you weren't one of them. So, thank I you, man. That. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. For yeah, we're all, we're all fans, that. man. I Mike. appreciate that. Thanks for coming on, man. If you ever need anything our way, let me know if we can help or do anything. Send me a jersey, man. I'll take a jersey. I got you a jersey. You got to send me a jersey. I will. We got to put it in the. We got to put it in the studio. I'll send it to you as soon as you guys get out there. I'll get it to you guys. I got you. That's big. Appreciate. Sign it for me too, please. Oh fucking! Of course, I got you. You gotta sign yours then. (laughs) I will. I'll sign it. I'll sign. I'll see what I got. I'll send you guys some. Just let. I'll get the address. I'll get you a gamer. Do that. All right. Appreciate that. Wow. Dude, I'm gonna be honest. I think he he's handled it emotionally way better than I <laughs> That that's the immediate assessment that I've gotten. He's like, yeah, I've, I've moved on. I want to play with a guy like him. Like he yeah. just seems like a real he's a humble dude. Yeah. You could tell he works. Like 
he was kind of, he wasn't like too butthurt about it. Like he was butthurt, but like he knew he was like at peace with it. Yeah, man. He's have to be. You know what? One of the, no, no, Sam, we're comics. You know, we're so <laughs> petty and weak. I know, but we the are pettiness so petty. fuels us. He's yeah. retired. Like we're still going. He's retired. Yeah. You can stay petty if you're still playing, I think. Oh, interesting. But so is the reason why comics were petty? We're like, well, I can't believe he said that about me on a podcast. Is because we're still, it's still, still our going. career. Still going. Oh, still going. Oh, got you. Yeah. Do you ever retire as a comic? I think you die. I want to go out like Rickles or Jones. That's great. I want to, I want to, I want to die doing this. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I don't he, think you retire if you're like Michael Richards or something. I don't think you retire. <laughs> I think you're forced into retirement. Yeah. You're kind of forced out. He, he is jacked. Yeah. yeah. He is jacked. Maybe he's shredded. Yo, yeah. And he, I mean, that's like a big part of all of our childhoods. We're all the same age. I remember playing with him in like 2K. Yeah. I remember the Kings were like the cool team because they had shooting. Full cool team. And they could all play. I mean, he's- Jules, are you in, I mean, was it was it strange for you to see he's in better shape than he was in the league? Like, are you are you still ESPN body issue? Yeah, I'm still pretty- Dude, I've, I have to change are you full next body to issue? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not as, I'm probably like five pounds less because I'm not lifting as much, but I'm still in good, pretty good cardio. And that's uh. where- that's where it is. Cardio. Dude, look, just give him a lift up. <laughs> Come on, give him a little lift. Show, show off the, he's got abs. Are we doing this? Are we thirst trapping right now? Thirst, thirst trap. trap. For the I, I'm on thirst trap probation, according to Big Cat. So Why? Uh, yeah. Because I guess I do it too much here. Hey, so when you're doing the body issue cover, where do they where do they tuck your junk? Bro. When you're doing the extend on the thigh. Bro. It's, Trust me, Google Images, I queued it up. So I, I signed up for I'm this. I'm not going to lie to you. I signed up for this thing. And, you know, it's. Sock and tape, right? That's no, what I thought. Listen, this is. This, All right, I'm listening. So. They first off tell me like, it's going to be a small shoot. There's not going to be that many people there because it's, it's nerve wracking. You're like, it's not that small. Yeah. <laughs> Roll up there. There's fucking 35 people. Yeah. There's, it's a huge set. Uh-huh. And like, once you get warmed up, you start taking these shots and then you go look at like the, the prints or you go look at the, the samples and like your dick's hanging out in front of the ball and shit and you're sitting there talking with the photographer. They don't like, pouch it? No, no, you're fully bald. bald That's crazy. Wow. And she goes, oh, don't worry. We could just, we'll cut that out. Don't worry. It's a good shot. Like the whole time, everyone's looking at your dick. There's like social people taking pictures of your dick. Oh my God. I mean, I, wow. They promised a small set, no small set, full bare knuckle berry out there. Felt That's, like, yeah. Yeah. That's like when you go to the doctor really and they're ESPN, like, ESPN, the magazine, no intimacy coordinator for Julian. But you know yeah. when you go to the doctor and they're like, we have someone to like learning. Can they come in? I'm like, I guess, but it's my dick. I know. I, I know. So you trim up, you trimmed up, did the whole thing. I trimmed up for that. Now I don't, I don't trim as much. I can eat. You can't be in like your mid thirties. Yeah. You know, like trimming up, having a shaved chest and arms. I used to do that stuff to make you, it look, makes you look way more jacked on TV. Oh, I get it. You know what I mean? Like you never see the baseball guys, they tape up, you get vascular, you shave up legs and stuff you do the legs because you get your ankle tape you don't get the shit ripped out but no more trimming up but i'm, I'm still i still got it. i'm still there how do you feel when civilians like us talk about being athletic do you start laughing no not at all okay because like everyone's got a form of athleticism Cause, cause I, I'll, I'll be because I'll, I'll flip it when i hear other people are like oh i want to do stand-up i'm like Good we're not saying we want to play in the nfl then yeah. they would laugh at us yeah, yeah but don't you feel when certain civilians are like i could do that they see clips of like you and norman like, that's and they're different. like oh you guys tell jokes yeah i could tell a joke in 90 seconds uh, i mean you know how hard it is to tell a sam Murrow level yeah joke, but that's a, a compliment that, that means we're making it look easy that's a compliment oh, I, take, I would put it more I take, like I, I, I take offense to it i put it like more like me trying to like zing in a quick joke around you guys where uh -huh. you guys are like uh, what the 
fuck is this guy doing? Because I feel like some of the jokes that you you land in your specials, that's the arm in the rim. I'm like, oh, how did he oh, land thank that? You, you know what I mean? I'm yes. like, oh, the because the level of difficulty. I mean, I don't know. I what, yeah. What Julian says he's not judging us. He's gonna hop on a Zoom with Mike Bibby after this. Like these <laughs> yeah, fucking nerds yeah, tried yeah. to hang. Yeah, the talking, these the talking fucking, sports. He was losers. cool. He was, he was cool as fuck, was, bro. He was really cool, and that was. I would say like an all-time cool NBA team. Like, yeah, for sure. Ever. I, I think they're up there. For sure. Especially, I mean, we talk about- never did it. One of the coolest teams that didn't get a ring. I mean, they're like top three. Definitely. I, I mean, I, I put my 93, 94 Knicks in of there. Course. I think that team's in there. I, you got to put the seven seconds or less Suns in there. For sure. Suns. Nah, she never got. I think this Phoenix, even, this Paul team was pretty damn cool. I'd too. even put- 2012 Clippers that could never get over the they hump. Were they were great team. on a couple of them. Yeah. The Houston Rockets with Chris Paul too. Oh, it was Chris Paul. Chris Paul. It's just all it's Chris Paul. Crazy. I think, I think, I think the T-Mac Rockets when yes. he had that little run, I think the Reggie Miller, sorry, the red, that, that Reggie Penny, Miller. Disagree. Like, Penny Shaq, Penny 92 Shaq. to like 95. Penny Shaq, the Hardaway. The magic moment. Yeah, yeah. man. Damn. That, that, you had some pretty good squads, man. That the 99 really, Knicks were pretty damn cool too with Spree and Houston and LJ. Yeah. Marcus Camby. You're talking about this LJ, right? That was oh, yeah. Yeah. The Nuggets, the Nuggets with Mellow too, with K, we had that team. That was on. a cool little team too. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Cool. Did we settle the prop bet, Jack? Did we get it? Sorry, fellas. We came up a little bit short <sighs> in total. How many times? Just two. Hey, can I be honest with you guys? Yeah. I was too nervous to say it when he was like, <laughs> we, if, we, gonna, if we're counting what we all thought, I'm going to say the joke. Hit it. I was going to go, Mike, when'd you, when'd you convert to Islam in prison? <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're looking swole, bro. <laughs> I was gonna call him Brother Mike, but I got too scared. It's like seeing it, like it's like you know what I mean. He's like a part of my childhood. Yeah, dude. I mean, I I used to, I interviewed Starks on a show, and I was yeah. like, it's John Starks. It's man. John. I love Starks. John. I, what can I say except to be like, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't want. I couldn't get in there either because I. I just well, I felt weird. Well, what I loved and what you must have loved about Starks, what I loved about him is I. I could tell, you can just tell, it's crazy how you can kind of tell from TV, even if you are just a civilian, who, who does have that dog in him. He really was super cool and collected and wasn't shook by Kobe. And that's what I loved about Starks too. Me too. Him, like McDaniel, those were those guys that would go like forehead to forehead with MJ. I know. And they kind of weren't oh. like, oh, goat, he's a goat. Like, even though MJ is the goat, they, they kind of- I put Paul Pierce in there. All over him. Paul Pierce was great with Kobe. Yeah. Paul Pierce, he used to battle him. Yeah. Finals MVP. MVP. Hey, anyone who overachieves in the uh, in the playoffs or just gets everything they can out of their ability, yeah. they've got the dog. Yeah. I can't believe it would have been crazy if you be, uh, Bibby would have became a Laker. Would That's a crazy story. That's a legit probably got, story. What he probably didn't say is, you know who he got instead of Bibby is Smush Parker. And Kobe <laughs> yeah. must have been fucking furious. Yeah. Yeah. That must have, well, whatever. I mean, this was great. This is great to have you, Hassan. Check Thanks, out, man. check out the Kings Jester. Now Gotta on check Netflix. it out. Thank Hilarious you. guy. Appreciate that. Uh, biggest Kings fan I've ever met. Ever. And uh, thanks for joining us. Dude, you spiced this. Uh, this is awesome. This bro. was a oh, great, this was, I the energy of this episode was unlike anything we've no, ever No, I appreciate it. it. No, you man. could just tell appreciate you loved you, it. No, I was fucking. I, we, and we, I lo we loved it. We loved having you. You just, you, that was. I get asked to a lot of pods. I was like, when he told me about this, I'm like, I'm fucking in. You're fucking funny too. Thanks, we, literally, <laughs> we literally talked to the seller and I was like, if you could be on with any athlete and he said Weber or Bibby. I'm there. Yeah. We'll have, yeah. To, get, we'll have to get Weber and get you back. Oh man, can't wait. See that smile over Zoom? I'm here. Beautiful. <laughs> Hassan reaction, energy. Just a pure fan. It's how we became friends. I mean, we, I met him at Gotham Comedy Club many years ago, 
and he saw me, as he said, in a Nick shirt and was like, I, I know this person. Yeah. Like, I think that it, real fans can sniff out real fans, and he's a real SAC fan. And you guys connected through, like, tragedies of, oh, yeah. of your teams a lot of the time. And just obsession. Obsession. You know, like, he, you can just feel they were so close. You could tell he still takes it with him. And, and just his excitement. I remember when I saw him at the cellar, and he was like, dude, Bibby. Like, you could tell how much he still loves Bibby. He's so charismatic. I thought he was... I thought he was insanely funny. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he took over the show. He was, he was so, so excited to ask questions to Bibby. He like, I jumped out of the way. I was like, hey, man, this is all you. You know, you're dressed sharp. I, I, I mispronounced his name. I saw him give me a look and a correction. You know, I apologize. Hassan, Hassan, like Boston Hassan. You know, I, I said Hassan and he got all, I, he, and I've heard that. He did that to Ellen at a show once. Really? Yeah, I heard that. He, he did that to, he, he corrected Ellen. He scolded Ellen DeGeneres? I don't think he scolded her. I don't think he scolded her. I think he just corrected her. I hope he did it in front of her PAs and staff that she mistreated. I gave him a standing O. <laughs> I think it was on air. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell Full yeah. on air. I, well, yeah. I love it. I loved it. He took over in the best possible way. It's only, He took over the way, like, Clay Thompson takes over when he's just hitting threes and you're like, he's the hot hand, feed him, you know, keep dishing to him. Lasting image. Lasting image is honestly probably of this game or this series. What are we doing? Game. I mean, Bibby hitting the shot. No question. 100%. The, the lasting image is we see Weber's body up. We see Fisher on the floor and we see, we see Fisher elevate. That's the lasting image. Fisher. Uh, Bibby, rather. Yeah, well, yeah Derek Fisher was on the floor. I, yeah, I he was there. on, he was guarding him. I, I yeah. was also uh, headband over the ears, Derek Fisher. Remember that era? I was shocked when he said Fisher wasn't a good defender because I thought he was, I always, as a spectator. That's was because like, they were, there. I mean, that was probably because that's a dog saying that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bibb's probably like, they they competed a bunch against each other. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was watching Fisher. I was like, this dude plays his heart out. He's like Kobe respect. If Kobe wants you on the team you don't hear kobe being like bring back smush parker <laughs> kobe's like bring back Derek fisher yeah but it, you know how basketball is man those guys those it's a those guys can feel like they can score on anyone like there's no really good defenders if you really think are there d-backs though who played you well who you'd be like he, he wasn't good yeah really who name names <sighs> I wouldn't say he wasn't good, but I would say that they're not as hyped. They're not as good as they're hyped. Who's overrated? Uh, I thought, I thought this is going to get some heat. I thought was a little overrated. They used to Whoa. play. Whoa. <laughs> overrated? A little bit. I mean, he was really good in his role, but as a man covering corner, he played cover three all the time, so he never really – he had everything in front of him, and, like, they, that team defense was – they were connected on a string. You'd see that linebacker shoot out to the flat, and he would get depth, and so he could play in front and keep his eyes in the backfield and make breaks. He was the best at that. He's an unbelievable corner, but his pure man-on-man, -man, like, he never really not – didn't have help. Like, you you never saw – like, you, you saw with Revis – Gilmore and a lot of these guys where they would just say, hey, you have him all game. You follow him everywhere and everyone else, you guys have everyone else. Is Revis the best you ever played against? He was pretty good. He just was always on balance. He, and he had, he knew, he knew the game so well. He could cheat on certain things. And I'm not saying 
It's not like really good. I'm just saying it as sounded man like you on, said that, dude. Man on man. Sounds like Julian man Edelman said that. On man doesn't have the goods and nah. didn't have the goods. Yeah, he's gonna try to come at me for this. It's all good. He'll probably be like, oh, he's just a competitive guy. I've heard it. Beef. No beef. I'm pumped. No we beef. We got our first no. beef. Yeah. Affleck and dude. Affleck. <laughs> we got <laughs> podcast beefs. Let's do it. One on um, one right now. Name the me. game, the shot. I. It's not the shot. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. What did we forget before we name this? We got a little carried away with uh, Hassan going in, kind of living at. With what? Hassan. Like Boston, bro. He's Boston Hassan. Oh, my God. Even I'm doing it. I, um, that's because of me. It was like a real Make-A-Wish Kid type episode. He was just going ham. He was. He uh, was. <laughs> uh, can't blame him. Let's get back to the game real quick. Just a quick little overview that we we kind of breezed over. It was back and forth all night. Can't forget Shaq got in foul trouble early. He was playing all game with two to three fouls and ended up fouling out with just under four minutes left right in crunch time. So that was huge. Five lead changes in the fourth quarter. As we know, Bibby hits the go-ahead shot with eight seconds left. Kobe goes down, misses the buzzer beater. Uh, and all night it was Kobe and Shaq versus Weber and Bibby. 30 for Kobe, 28 for Shaq, 29 for Weber, 23 for Bibby. Um, and then we got to contextualize this a little more. Robert Ori hit a buzzer beat of the game before that. Big shot, Bob. That was uh, that was when they hit out. Yeah. Yep. That was when he did a little dance, too. That was oh, Robert Ori was seven rings, dude. Insane. You forget about the Houston years. At least I do. I don't. <laughs> Knicks, are you kidding me? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Blow my head off. And then, and then we all know game six with the uh, extremely controversial officiating. Uh, the Lakers shot 18 more free throws in the fourth quarter. Crazy. Then game seven, uh, Bibby alluded to it a little bit. The Kings missed 14 free throws in that loss. So that was kind of the story there. Couldn't you can't miss 14, line. especially a finesse team. You I can't know. miss f 14 free throws. Can't. And then uh, <laughs> Need quick, the points. quick uh, recap on the game six officials. Dick Bavetta, Tom Bernhardt, Bob Delaney. Those were the boys doing the uh, NBA's work. Damn. They were... They were company men. Yep. <laughs> it was. This is a shady. This is a shady series. It's crazy that they. It's crazy to be that good at basketball and to come that close and to have the refs cost you a championship for an entire city. There's like no pro. Like it, it wasn't just the NBA. Yeah. This is for all the Central Valley people of Sacramento. It's their only franchise. Only franchise. They walk, they, their posture in that city is worse for having not won this. They, yeah. They're sadder than they should be. Saltwater taffy <laughs> factories and plantations probably shut down because of the economic status of the city after not winning a championship because of these refs potentially. It's true. There was a sadness to Sacramento. The crowds are great. They're, they're good. I just always remember Saltwater Taffy when I went to Sacramento. It's There's good. Like a little old town. You know, they have the old town feel. That's where I got this sweatshirt. Yeah. I literally wore this. I, I would, this is a move I do on the road a lot where I just, you know, I put my jacket on, I get on stage. I say, I think it's disgusting when comedians pander to a city. Then I take my jacket <laughs> off and I'm wearing something that just reps. Yeah. 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 You, you got to get them started. That's my move. That's why I have this dumb sweatshirt. Supporting local gift shops. I love it. I support the gift shops, dude. Overpriced. Uh, Merch. It looks, you know, not to say plagiarism or anything, but it looks a little Nantuckety. Wow, it kind of oh. does. 
You know, I mean, Sacramento, can we, I th- we're more gold rushy, dude. Can we get some fucking miners on there or something? Like, yeah. like not, we're not riding bikes on the, along a, a beautiful summer coastal weather day in the East coast. They, they ride bikes out there. Eh. I've seen bikes. Along, along the river? Yeah, I think so. No. I saw some bikes. More like, yeah, in California, you get like competitive, like bikers, but you're not seeing bikes with baskets and Dorothy riding it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, we got to score this game. I think the stakes are insanely high. I mean, it's, it's, oh, we have to name the game too. The shot, big, big shot, bi- I think it's big shot, baby. Big shot, baby. The last good thing to happen in Sacramento, who is that, Jack or Kyler? I wrote that in that's the a, That's good stuff. The last good thing to happen in Sacramento, I mean, it's, it's big shot, baby. Big shot, baby. But it is the last good thing to happen BSB. in Sacramento. Stakes. Stakes are high. This is game five. Five, take the lead. I got to say, I think in, yeah, in the, the, the Western conference finals though. Yeah. So it was like an eight, four, eight, four, eight, four star power. It's huge. It's in LA. Remember? Literally Shaq is huge, huge. You got Kobe, you got Bibby, Weber, Vladi, Peja, Fox. And, and think about Fox and all the celebs in the arena. We saw Nicholson, right? Um, in the series, not up this one. This was in Sacramento. That's right. It's in Jack, Sac. I don't think Jack ever goes. We lose. Yeah, you're right. He's too cool. <laughs> but Phil Jackson was out there. Phil Jackson. Rick Adelman, big Rick coach. Adelman, big coach. What do you think? I think it's got to be an eight of some sort. Yeah, you're right. It loses some, some steam because if it's in Staples Center. Sorry, Sack. Sorry, Sack. We'll just go eight flat. I go high on gameplay because this is- Back and forth. Five lead changes in the fourth. It was some good, awesome basketball. You got you got you got a taste of both kinds of basketball. You got heavy diesel basketball, and then you got spreading them, shred them. And these are like football terms that I'm incorporating but into they, basketball. But they they right, they apply, you know. So angle offense versus corner offense. It was beautiful. Yeah, they were doing like a Princeton. They said, yeah, yeah. nice passing through the big man at the elbow. Vladi was great. And you don't even know what the offense is going to be because guys are cutting so much. That's what I learned from this episode. And Maybe. also, he called Vladi and Weber the two best passing big men ever, which I'm like, Jokic, anyone? Sabonis? Sabonis. But, I mean, th- they were good. They were great. Dude, I, I remember as a kid watching Lottie. He always had such little swaggy, like, no looks. Like, like you know what I mean? He, he was he, great. He came up with those all the time. Rookie was a rookie with the Lakers, by the way. Yeah. He started with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson toughened his ass. Like, you know, it's crazy when you're coming from Yugoslavia and then you're like, shit, I have to play with Magic Johnson. That's how tough this dude was. Yeah. Um, I wonder it, if he picked up his smoking habits there in LA. Maybe. Because back in the 70s, it was cool to smoke in LA. Now it's like no one smokes in LA. Eastern Europeans smoke cigarettes like fucking, like it's gum. They're just they're yeah. always. <laughs> It's like flossing. It's flossing. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, more than floss. Flossing's yeah. rare. You don't floss a lot? I, I floss, but not like a, a cigarette. Like, yeah, I don't I floss 20 that. times a day, <laughs> you know? Gameplay, is, I think we got to go like 8-8, eight, 8-9. Eight, eight, it's a great game. Even, yeah. I mean, even 9 eight, is not crazy because it's, no? What do you think? Oh, I think eight, eight. that definitely deserves to be up in the 8-8 eight, 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 or uh, 9 region. All right. 8-8. Eight, eight. Big shot, baby. It's not a great, it's not an iconic name. Like, we've done 18 wins in one If they would have won the series, it would have been a great name. So what is it, like a 4-8-5? 5-5? 5-5. Yeah, let's give it a 5-5. Five, five. It is pretty bad. And it's also, I think, his coolest moment. And he's kind of an underappreciated. Very NBA. underappreciated. 
guy where he really was like fans know how smooth he was. Yeah, it just it sucks for a lot of players like Mike Bibby that don't get a championship, which almost means they don't get the recognition they deserve. I mean, you look at it, you're like, is he that different than if he gets a if he gets a ring, he's all it's it's possible. They go to the championship. It's not crazy the way he's playing for him to be a finals MVP. I know Weber's our best player, but it's possible yeah. he's the finals MVP. And then do we talk about Bibby like he's Chauncey Billups? Well, and then also, if they go on beat the Lakers, Lakers blow up, do they repeat? Yeah, they gotta run it back. You got Shaq and Kobe's. Although No, I'm saying I'm saying Shaq and Kobe blow up after they lose like I'm oh, saying. After they lost to the Pistons world. to Chauncey Billups, who was the finals MVP. You know what I mean? They blow it up. But that was, I think that was a couple extra years of Kobe being like, I work out harder than you. You're fat, Shaq. Yeah. You know? I get it. 7-7. Seven, 7-7's seven. Seven. Seven, a good score. This is, an, it's a respectable. Hey. C's get degrees. Uh, make sure to follow Games With Names on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Games With Names. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Comment on a game you want us to do. We'll give it a shot. Rate and review. And that's all for this episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thanks to our guest, Mike Bibby. He's a beast. And Hassan, he was awesome. He was so good. So he good was to awesome. have a dive. Go check out, you got to check out his Netflix. Go check him out on his website, everything, his Instagram, his Twitter, uh, his LinkedIn profile. Uh, his wherever. LinkedIn is popping off right now. Is it? It's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everywhere. Uh, I'm Julian Edelman. I'm Sam Morrell. We'll see you next game. Thank you.